Hello, I'm Mark and this is the Fast Track Impact podcast for researchers who want to be more productive and achieve real-world impacts from their research. Today I want to have a think about the relationship between teaching and impact. So uh, I'm going to do this in a couple of ways. First of all, I'm going to have a think about what we do in the lecture theatre and uh, how impact can enable us to be better teachers. Um, But maybe what we can learn from teaching for impact as well. We'll see how it goes. Uh, The second way I want to have a think about this is in terms of pedagogical impact uh, and how we might be able to go about evaluating this type of impact. Uh, it's been a fairly long day. I'm uh, in a hotel room in uh, Milton Keynes, of all places. Uh, the glamour of my job has, uh, has taken me to uh, to this wonderful town. Um, I am uh, training at the Open University tomorrow, uh, wedged between two days of teaching in Newcastle. So uh, that's why I was today. I was uh, teaching a wonderful class of undergraduates. Um, Uh, uh, all about social ecological systems um, and going to the level of values and nature. So it was quite fun. We got to uh, have a a birdsong interlude where people had to listen to birdsong and uh, look at nice pictures of forests and uh, and think about the values that uh, that that, uh, brought to mind. Um, uh, it's, It's quite fun getting to teach the stuff that I get to teach, I will say. Um, uh, what I want to, to have a think about, though, is the, 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 the kind of lessons that you can learn from impact for your research, sorry, for your teaching, uh, and vice versa from your teaching for, for impact. Um, uh, and for me, this has, is something that has gone and does go both ways on, the, uh, on a regular basis. Um, so uh, first of all, let's have a think about this in terms of what you can learn from your students and from teaching for research impact. Uh, and I'm going to suggest this this works on two levels, actually. Uh, so the first is on a, on a fairly deep level. Um, uh, and this is going to uh, kind of bleed into what I wanted to say uh, about what we can learn from research impact, because uh, this is about a, a spirit, a, an attitude that is humble enough to be able to learn from your students. And uh, this might sound a bit challenging uh, because, well, hey, we're the lecturers, we're the people with the PhDs and the, the research track record and uh, and the knowledge. And isn't it our job to be imparting this knowledge? Uh, well, I think as most of us realise, uh, it's a little bit more uh, complicated than that. Uh, students uh, aren't just uh, sponges. Um, and, uh, and it needs to be two-way. But, um, uh, but, but for me, the, the first thing that, that I think we can learn is humility, because uh, I think that uh, if you can practice genuine humility with your students, then that, for me, is the, the, one of the biggest tests in terms of them being able to be genuinely humble with whoever you end up coming into contact with, whether they be publics or stakeholders or project partners, whoever, uh, when it comes to research impact. Uh, And it is that spirit of humility that enables us to learn deeply, to listen well, and to hear the things that might actually enable us to adapt what we do to genuinely meet needs. Uh, And in many cases, especially for more co-productive research, that enables us to actually make better decisions that go better for people. So 
the first thing that, that I've really learned uh, from my teaching for Impact is humility uh, and that test uh, with uh, especially with the, the more challenging uh, students who are just a million miles away from the mark in terms of where they're meant to be uh, and not judging them not getting frustrated and opening that channel of empathy and saying okay I see where you're at. You're tired. You're hungover. Um, uh, you've got other priorities at the moment, and uh, and let's try and find a place where this somehow excites you is interesting enough, uh, or, or perhaps it's just about getting through, getting getting a good enough mark, which is perhaps not where I'm at, but it's where you're at, and. Uh, from that place of empathy, getting to a place where, you know what, yeah, uh, I felt like that when I was a student sometimes. And uh, there's plenty of other times in my life where I just know I've got to survive, I've got to get through, I've got to do enough. And you know what, we are equals. The fact that uh, that you're in a slightly different place to me academically with some different attitudes and values towards uh, your academic work doesn't mean that I get to judge you and to, to think that you're rubbish and I'm great. Uh, so a real test of humility. Uh, the other thing that uh, I've uh, had uh, great experience with is trying out methods with my classes. Uh, so quite a lot of the participatory methods that I've used with stakeholders, I have tried out, first of all, with students. Uh, students are very forgiving, I, I found, um, when you uh, when you try techniques out and they don't quite work. Um, uh, my most uh, scary experience of this, where I, I loved it the, the most uh, and actually um, acknowledged this class in, uh, in the acknowledgments of the paper that eventually came out of this bit of work, uh, was uh, where I uh, had designed a, a new piece of participatory uh, research and uh, it was very much uh, impact-based stuff, working with stakeholders, uh, and we wanted to do something a bit different. So we designed this this technique that was meant to be highly interactive and fun, and yet it was going to help us all learn from each other. And I wasn't 100% sure if it was going to work. So um, I had a class the day before, and um, it was a relevant enough class that I could try this technique out. And, uh, and to my surprise and somewhat uh, horror, uh, I discovered that my technique didn't work. Um, uh, it was fundamentally flawed. Uh, it was a practical thing, but it just would not work in, in reality. Um, and, uh, and my class was amazing. Uh, and uh, because by the end of it, the, the time was up. Uh, it was at the end of the day, so there was no class coming after us. And um, about half the class, uh, I kind of got a cold time in the class and said, okay, uh, so uh, we can uh, learn from uh, from this. And, um, and, uh, and then the other half of the class stayed late. Uh, and actually worked with me to try and redesign this uh, this method so it would actually work the next day. And uh, the next day, sure enough, uh, I went out uh, into the Peak District National Park and um, we tried this technique uh, with some actual real farmers and gamekeepers and conservationists. And it worked amazingly. Uh, but uh, it would have been embarrassing, uh, to, to say the least, <laughs> had I not had the chance to try it out. Uh, so... Uh, 
Uh, if you're having a think about uh, during, using a few more techniques like this, uh, whether it's just a few basic things with um, post-it notes and, and things like that, and you just don't have that much confidence, it's surprising how much more confidence you get knowing that you've at least done it once before and it's worked and people have just gone with it. Um, and, uh, and class can be a great place for, for doing that. Uh, and my experience is that students love it as well. It's more interactive. Uh, they enjoy the experience more and uh, in that particular case they felt a real sense of ownership of wow we're actually helping co-develop this technique with our lecturer and we can see it works now <laughs> and of course they got the feedback uh, the next week when I came in and said Ta-da, it worked guys and I'm going to acknowledge you in the paper so uh, motivational fun um, uh, and uh, and great uh, which, which then leads me to the, the second way of, of thinking about um, uh, our, our lecturing uh, which is the, the ability that we have to inspire uh, our students. Uh, I think that class was inspired by that experience as much as I was inspired by their generous and thoughtful critical help that day. Uh, and uh, of course, this is not a, a one-way process of us as experts, uh, students as sponges soaking in the knowledge. Um, uh, and, uh, and I think for, for those of us um, who teach, uh, I, I've yet um, to, to meet in, in certainly my new job. Uh, it's not new anymore. Uh, I've been here almost three years since I've moved to Newcastle. Uh, I've yet to find anyone um, who, uh, who views uh, the, the learning relationship as that kind of sponge or kind of uh, sender and receiver of, of knowledge uh, kind of thing. Um, and it's because it, it just simply doesn't work. Um, uh, and if, uh, if uh, you want any evidence of that, just, uh, just watch how many people uh, fall asleep during your lectures um, and you'll know that you've maybe got this not quite right. Uh, and so it's surprising. I think most of us have worked out now that that is an outmoded way of, of teaching. And we tend to do things which are much more interactive now in terms of our, our teaching. Uh, and yet, um, very many of us still have exactly the same outmoded view of knowledge exchange, knowledge transfer and impact. Uh, and if we view knowledge as this gift that we as the experts have to give to others, this idea of knowledge transfer or technology transfer, uh, then we ignore the reality that the knowledge that we have uh, in this gift, when it gets unwrapped uh, by the person who receives it, uh, will very often uh, be perceived as something radically different to what we thought we'd wrapped up and given to them in the first place. And then ends up getting used in a radically different way and, and pass on to someone else in yet another way. Knowledge is living, it changes, it is perceived. Uh, in different ways by different people, depending on their context. Uh, and, uh, and we need to understand that. And the more interplay there is, the more interaction there is, the more opportunities there are for discussion, for questions, the more likely it is that people learn deeply. Uh, and uh, in the same way that we understand that, I hope already, in terms of the learning and teaching we do in the lecture theatre, this is something that is pretty easy for us to then apply in terms of the work we do with our publics and stakeholders as part of our pathways to impact on our research projects. Uh, and for me, then coming back to that lesson about humility, uh, this, is, this is for me a, a process that can, uh, in many cases, be very much an exchange of knowledge. 
Uh, and I like this where possible to, to happen with my students. You know, uh, yes, I might have more expertise than all my students. But when I look across that classroom, there are people with experience that is way more diverse in terms of life experience, the context that they are coming from. Uh, and actually, the more that I create opportunities for engagement within the classroom, the more I get to learn from bad experience. Uh, and there are many lecture-type experiences, seminar-type experiences, where I come out having felt like I've learned from my students. Uh, that is actually a possibility uh, in the lecture theatre, uh, and is more than a possibility uh, when we're working with stakeholders and, uh, and publics. We need to have the humility to genuinely listen and learn, and for this to be an exchange. Well, this is my expertise and what I know and my experience, and I want to hear now what this looks like and sounds like from your experience and what you've got to bring and what you've learned from everything that has happened to you. Uh, and uh, and it really can be a beautiful experience when we learn to listen to that depth. And I guess the, the final thing that, uh, that I can say about this uh, two-way relationship between impact and, and teaching is to turn it the other way around and look at what our teaching can benefit from our work on impact. Um, uh, and especially if you work in, a in an applied discipline, this is really, really important. Uh, what I've discovered uh, through my career is that uh, the closer and closer I get to impact and the more engaged I am uh, with impact, the more I can bring that into the classroom and I make things way, way more real to my students. Uh, there are a few ways in which I think that really helps people. So um, on, on one level, I'm making the workplace uh, a lot more real to them. So uh, I'm now out there working with practitioners on the ground and bringing back that lived experience of what is working, what are the challenges, and I've got the stories. Uh, I've been out um, in my boots and I've gotten muddy and uh, I've got some funny or scary stories uh, to tell from, from my experiences. And, um, and there's that sense of lived reality that, yeah, this stuff is real. This is not just theory. It's not just academic stuff. This is real stuff. And actually, I can see now how Mark is applying what he's teaching us in practice. And I can see how I might apply this stuff in practice. And, and great. So you get that sense of lived reality and you're inspired in terms of what you might do with this knowledge. And you're more motivated to listen, to pay attention, to engage more deeply with the, the content. Uh, I think there is also just the, at, the, at a high level the sense of inspiration that you can bring to, to, to your classroom when you're able to bring your lectures, your seminars, your workshops to life with stories from uh, your experience uh, with impact. Uh, and as you begin to weave narratives that explain how things work in, in practice, there's that sense that, you know what, well, we are on the cutting edge here. Now, we're working with, with this professor uh, in class, and um, unlike whatever else I've seen and heard in university, which has all been very much theoretical, for the first time, it feels like this is real. 
And this is on the, on, the, on the cutting edge of practice, not just on the cutting edge of theory or of, of methods. Uh, and, and that sense of, wow, uh, I could do that. And wow, that might actually change the world. And you know what? We're some of the first people in the world to hear about this incredible story, this incredible new opportunity, this new technology, this new policy, whatever it is. Um, so this is an opportunity uh, not only to learn from your students and enrich your own practice uh, as someone who wants to generate impact more effectively, as you generate impact and you learn from your mistakes and, uh, and, uh, and have success stories to share with your students, actually you get to bring impact into the classroom to inspire your students as well. The second thing that uh, that I think is really useful for us to think about in terms of the relationship between teaching and impact is pedagogy. And uh, this is a, a fairly unique type of research impact. Uh, in the UK, in the Research Excellence Framework, uh, this is a, a unique type of, uh, um, of impact that is eligible that we can claim as, uh, as impact. Uh, I often say to the people that, that I train in the UK, just because something is eligible doesn't mean that it is necessarily strategic. Um, uh, and, uh, and for me, the, the jury is out in terms of how strategic or not uh, submitting pedagogical impacts might be to something like the, the REF. Um, but putting REF aside, uh, I think that uh, there are a, a number of ways in which we can push pedagogical impacts so that they become so unambiguously beneficial and inspiring that these are things that we want to pursue, whether or not we're doing this for REF, and the, they become things that are very easy to, to evidence to, to a high level. So pedagogical impacts uh, are basically the idea that uh, from your research now, you have changed the way that your discipline is taught. Uh, students now have new knowledge, uh, they have uh, new techniques or methods, uh, new ways of doing things that uh, they did not have before you had done your research. Uh, and uh, although in theory you could just say, I did this for my class in my university, and that might well be an eligible impact, it's not that impressive. Typically what we're looking at is evidence that actually you've changed the way that people across the world, across your discipline, are taught now based on your work. Um, for many of the people who come to me with pedagogical impacts, this is uh, the person who wrote the book. And, uh, and they, uh, their book has now been used in courses all over the world, um, and, uh, and it's, it's changed how, uh, how something is taught. So uh, Guy Garrod, for example, um, the director of the Centre for Rural Economy, um, uh, which is where I work at Newcastle University, has uh, written uh, one of those kind of game-changing textbooks on uh, uh, environmental economics, which is used uh, all over the world. Uh, are you one of those people? Um, if so, that's fairly lucky. Um, it's definitely not me. <laughs> uh, but maybe you are one of those people. Well, hey, you may, may well have a pedagogical impact. Um, now, the, the way that you go about uh, evidencing that would typically be to, to see, well, who now in different courses around the world teaches things based on your methodology, on your approach, on your theory, or whatever it is that you did to change the face of your discipline. Um, 
uh, and uh, you would be then looking for evidence of reach. So I want the number of different universities and the number of different different countries. I want, if I can, get to get evidence of the number of students, um, uh, maybe even the range of different disciplines that this is uh, this is or subdisciplines that this has uh, gone into. Um, and I'm going to want to to del delve into a bit of depth now. Um, and for a few of them, I'm going to want to get some evidence of um, how that has come across to the students and what the students can now do and how this has changed their perception, their learning, their learning outcomes, um, but potentially perhaps a little more than that as well. Uh, and this is for me where it starts to get exciting. Uh, now, this doesn't work as well for everyone uh, as, it, as it does for some. Uh, it works in particular very nicely for, um, for, for more applied disciplines. Uh, and, uh, and so what we're doing now is we're uh, designing our teaching as an intervention. Uh, and if you want this to travel, uh, then you need to uh, uh, create uh, this as an intervention in your book, um, where you need to create a, an online tool or resource kit or, or something like that uh, that very clearly turns this into some kind of um, some kind of intervention now. Uh, and so now um, I'm working in I don't know. Um, uh, physiotherapy. I'm, I'm teaching physiotherapy, and uh, based on my research, there is a, a new um, a, a new uh, type of therapy uh, that uh, that is taught all over the world uh, that I invented um, based on my research. I've got evidence um, based on a randomized, randomized controlled trial that this actually delivers incredible benefits for patients, which is why everyone's taking it up and everyone teaches it. Fantastic. Um, uh, this may be too obvious, obvious an example, um, uh, but uh, but this could perhaps be um, uh, a theory uh, that uh, enables people to understand how. Let me have a think about this. Um, uh, so maybe some of the work that I've done on uh, on payments for ecosystem services. So we've got something now which is theoretically a different way of funding nature conservation. Um, uh, and uh, and if we can design this now as an intervention, so it's not just, well, here's a good idea, what do you think? Um, but now here is a, a set of methods that you can use to design your own payment free system service scheme in the workplace. And if you go into X, Y, and Z, different types of role um, professionally, then perhaps uh, this, these are some of the examples of ways in which you can you can do these things. Uh, or in fact, um, tomorrow, not tomorrow, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, I'll be teaching participatory methods and I will be emphasising to my students the, the, the methods that I'll be teaching uh, them, some of which are based on, on my research, um, uh, are things that I expect them to use in the workplace. And I'll be giving them examples of workplace scenarios that they are highly likely to come, uh, uh, to come into uh, in the workplace based on the kind of things that I know our students uh, do after they graduate. Uh, and I'll explain exactly how they can apply uh, these techniques in the, uh, in the workplace uh, to solve those kinds of very specific problems. And we'll do, we'll do some role play and some scenarios in the class as well to make it very clear, this is what you do when you get into these kinds of situations. This is how you deal with those kinds of difficult people, difficult contacts, difficult situations, and come out uh, fairly unscathed. Um, so, uh, so I've got my intervention, and I, I'm now teaching this in a way that it is very clear to these students, yeah, I can use this beyond the classroom um, in, in the workplace. 
Uh, and, and now what I would need to do is to come up with a way of evaluating what happens next. So the, there are a few ways in which I can do this. So um, uh, let's go with the, the easy option, which is fairly hit and miss, uh, but uh, I could now work with my alumni office. So uh, I've got a, a cohort of students and uh, I ha have taught them all how to do something that they couldn't do before. And I am uh, now going to be following up with them via the alumni office. And uh, a year or two uh, after this, I'm going to reach out to them and ask them some questions. And uh, there'll be a few questions I might want to ask them. But the one of them is going to be uh, whether or not they are actually using any of the uh, methods that uh, I taught them in class. Uh, and if so, uh, actually, are they working? And are they getting positive outcomes? And uh, would they have been able to get those? outcomes if they didn't know what they'd learned in class. Um, uh, another approach that I might take to this would be to try and incentivize my students to sign up to some kind of um, email list. Uh, so you're going to be graduating soon. Um, uh, if you want to stay in touch with the latest research and evidence and tips that will be relevant for you in the workplace uh, after you leave university, so you stay up to date, then I recommend you sign up to this email list. Entirely voluntary, but uh, if you do this, uh, then I will update you uh, maybe a couple of times a year. I'm not going to make this too onerous on myself. Um, uh, I'll probably double it up with uh, some work on a newsletter for a project or, or something like this. But um, uh, they're going to get some updates, and I'm going to add some value to them. And um, uh, after a year or two, uh, those who are still on that mailing list, I can send out a survey. Um, uh, and uh, on that survey can be a little box at the end saying, would you be willing to be uh, contacted for interview? Uh, and uh, and then based on the results of that, um, I get some survey data, I get some interview data that says, yeah, you know what, students who, um, who, who did this, yeah, we've got evidence that they got some nice learning outcomes and stuff uh, while they were at university, but beyond their university course, they went into the workplace and they could do new things and this is what the benefits were. And depending on what kind of things they, they are now doing, I'm asking them, so who are these customers of yours now who are benefiting in these various different interesting ways? Um, uh, what is uh, the uh, the habitat, the non-human species that uh, that you uh, have uh, have managed to protect as a result of this? Let's just kind of follow some, some lines here and find out actually how big, how deep, how broad how cool is the uh, the impact that you've managed to achieve that you wouldn't have been able to achieve without uh, without that work? Um, uh, now, uh, if you've got something which is much more broadly situated, um, then you're going to have to uh, have a wee think uh, about how you can collect evidence for this. Um, so I've uh, heard of people who have gone through uh, royal colleges, um, so the Royal College of Nursing, for example, um, uh, or others that they've got connections with. Um, so uh, the assumption is this has now been taught to all uh, new nurses across the country. Um, and, and we're fairly sure we've got a pedagogical impact of that scale. What I now want to know is whether um, uh, graduate nurses uh, knowing what they should in theory know, uh, based on what I know about uh, the pedagogical change across the sector, whether they actually do things differently um, as a result of that, and whether that new technique, that new bit of knowledge, that new way of doing something um, actually is delivering benefits for them in terms of their professional practice, for their patients, uh, or, or something else like that. 
uh, for something like that, um, I, I might take it a step further and say, well, okay, I haven't got the time or the money for a randomized control trial, but maybe I could uh, work with some of uh, my, uh, my, 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 uh, uh, my graduate nurses or perhaps um, junior doctors if I've been doing medicine to do an audit. Um, uh, and this is typically part of um, the career structure uh, if you want to get on uh, in medicine. Uh, and uh, with a little bit of help, um, actually, I've now got a bunch of doctors in different hospitals doing audits and uh, telling me, actually, you know what, these are the outcomes for patients. Uh, now, this is maybe not as robust as a randomized control trial, and maybe I might want to do something like that uh, one day. Maybe I did that already, and that's what got me into... Uh, uh, into the into the curriculum, um, but uh, but but there are lots of different ways in which I can think about uh, evaluating whether these things actually become situated in the workplace and deliver benefits to the people that my students end up working with. Um, uh, pedagogical impacts uh, are, I think, a kind of a, a much maligned type of uh, of impact that people have tended to kind of steer clear of. So. Uh, in REF 2014, uh, there was a general perception that um, uh, that it wasn't a good idea to submit pedagogical impacts, that you would get a lower score. Uh, since then, uh, various people have uh, claimed that that may well be the case. Uh, I don't have any evidence of that. Um, uh, the, the assumption is that uh, they did well in, a, in education, um, but elsewhere, other than, other than in education, they didn't do so well. Uh, I've had a look um, at the, the database uh, that we have for our work on what made a four-star impact case study. So that is 180, I believe, uh, high versus low scoring case studies from across all um, of the different panels. So looking at the very far ends of that spectrum, so the very highest and the very lowest scoring ones. Um, and there is no evidence of um, uh, any kind of statistical difference between the scores um, uh, received uh, by pedagogical versus other impacts um, because there isn't enough pedagogical impacts in that database. So this is just something that, that we, we can't even test. It's, it's just not a possibility. So uh, the jury is out in terms of whether or not that is a strategic thing to submit um, to the REF. But if you um, uh, are in doubt about this, then I hope that uh, through this episode, you now have some ideas for what you might be able to do to evaluate pedagogical impacts um, in a way that would be fairly robust and that doesn't require the impact to remain in the classroom, that goes way beyond the classroom. Listen to your students. Listen to your uh, stakeholders and publics as much as you listen to your students. Uh, be inspired by your students as much as you are inspired by the stories and experiences of the stakeholders and publics that you come into contact with. And when you open that channel of empathy and you enter that place of humility, the likelihood is that you will inspire your students and that you will inspire those that you work with beyond the academy and that you achieve impact. There's a lot we can learn uh, from teaching for impact and I believe from uh, our experience and practice of research impact for what we do in the classroom. Mm -hmm.